0: Welcome to the Who Shuffled Tabletop Podcast. Episode 13, RPGs 2, getting started. Welcome to Who's Shuffled, I'm Tom Tanner.
1: And I'm Ryan Hutchison.
0: We have a great show today, we're talking about some RPGs, this is our second installment. I'm excited. Me too. But first off, I want to talk about RetroCon.
1: RetroCon?
0: RetroCon. What was this this con at? (laughs) It's in Waycross, Georgia. The local gaming group the local gaming group here, they had their international tabletop day event. Yeah. They turned it into the first annual retro con is what they're calling it now. This was who shuffled's first time being at a con as who shuffled. Right. So yep. celebrity status, celebrity status. I'm, I'm practically, yeah, I'm practically famous. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So no, we, we had three tables though, which was real nice. We weren't sure if we we're going to have tables and they wound up having extra tables and, um we wound up had had a nice little spot right by the the front there and we gave away uh, a total of like 10 or 11 games we were giving them out about every hour had little drawings what kind of games we gave out
1: oh by by the way i I didn't have a chance to go to this con so this is all kind of news to me we had not had a chance to talk about it
0: yeah, MBH was there, him and his wife, Courtney, they came and helped us out a little bit. Lauren was there, my wife, and we um, we set up bright and early, got there about 9.30, and um, it, it kind of kicked off around 11. We had a demo set up for Flip Ships, which was really fun. We just had it set oh, yeah. up to, to teach people. That was a big hit. We had people stopping by all day um, playing that. That's a
1: fun game. It's a fun, yeah. easy game, you know?
0: Well, I I picked it for that reason. I just thought, you know, it draws such a crowd, right? People standing up, right. you know, thumping these things and, you know, mm-hmm. oh, everybody going, you know, crazy. And, you know, it's real exciting. And people would stop by, like, hey, what are y'all doing? And it worked out great. We had, we probably had eight or 10 games of that throughout the day. And then nice. we were doing a play to win for Pixel Tactics. Compliments of Mr. Brad Talton. He sent us some six copies of Pixel Tactics that was part partly for a giveaway and partly for a tournament to to be had. So I want to definitely give a big thanks to him and level 99 games. And um we had a Pixel Tactics tournament that was um pretty successful. We gave out um you know copies of the game to the winner and the second place, the first and second place. We gave away some other games too. I you know we gave away Forbidden Island, had a guy pick it.
1: Like the hardest game ever. I don't know why you <laughs> well, would do that to those people.
0: We had that conversation with him when we were talking about it. He was asking all about it. He had never played Pandemic either, but he had hurt you know, he kinda of was familiar with pandemic and I was explaining that to him. I was like, It's either a kid's game or it's really, really hard. We're not sure, you know, and I kinda of told him the story from from me and you. But um Yeah. But anyway, he he was really excited about getting it it's all on our facebook you know we got pictures of of some of the winners on there i think what's left i have to order some more games because i wound up giving away uh, pretty much all the games i was gonna give away this coming up weekend at okie oh you got too excited <laughs> i did i did They're
1: saying you, you ain't santa claus you can't just be giving everything away
0: i know lauren was like okay <laughs> so we're gonna have because my idea was like all right we'll set out all these small box games right i had, the, I had a bunch of the little little games and, you know, they're like 10, 15 bucks a piece. And then we had the big boxes in the back. So we were going to go through and let people pick out of the small boxes. And then when we got to about half of them, we were going to put them away and then do the grand prize, like a pick out of the big boxes, maybe two of those, because we had four of those. And then we we're going to save the two big ones that were left and all the small. Anyway, you know, we had a plan. Well, that all went out the window because people kept coming up. And I mean, you'd have like 10, 15, 20 people come up and sign up, you know, and get a ticket and, and they're like when's the drawing when's the drawing and, I, and they were like trying to leave and i'm like we'll do it right now you know and so i'd draw one and give away another game we just kept doing it but um before i knew it we were out of games but oh, no <laughs> anyway but we do have the godfather you know that's going to be the big um the big grand prize at okie Con coming up this that's Saturday. a big prize that's yeah, a nice prize yeah, it is and we still got um what else is left oh that um sixth panzer army was the most requested game that um, we have. It I got it in a trade at Dust Tower Con last year, and I've never played it. I'm just you know it's just been sitting here. And we had so many people come up and ask about that, and um, you know, just basically say, "Well, how much for the game?" You know, and that's something else. You know, we weren't selling anything there, but so many people tried to buy our games. <laughs> I'm like, "No, right, no, no, yeah. no, they're not for sale." So we have to make us a better sign for OkiCon. That was our biggest mistake. That's the biggest thing we learned was um, people would just come up with cash and be like, "How much for this?" And I'm like, "Why
1: don't y'all, y'all put it on like not for sale on like a little." Five by seven note card.
0: <laughs> well, we had these sticky notes that just said giveaway. Oh, <laughs> sticky notes. Oh well, my goodness. No, it's mean, even had, worse. I had these printed up signs that were laminated. I mean, I was ready, but um I had our logo and everything up there and it looked it looked nice, I thought. But um when we had tournament signs and play to win signs and I had all that good stuff yeah. thought out. But um I never thought that people would, you know, assume they think everything was for sale, you know, on the prize table um so yeah. we're gonna make like a big sign this coming up weekend that just says giveaway or or chance to win or i don't know what we'll do something where it's clear i hope yeah and even after i told them we weren't selling anything and we were just doing we still had people trying to buy pixel tactics pixel tactics was the hit because we had to play to win for it we had maybe 16 people i think play it we, you know gave away a copy of it at the end of the day and then we had I think we had two people in the tournament that didn't do the play to win, you know so so eighteen people total that played pixel tactics with us um so that was that was the biggest hit, and a lot of them wanted to buy a copy of the game because we had all those copies you know that that Brad had sent us, but I'm like no these are these are for giveaways and for the tournament you know we couldn't I couldn't give away all the tournament games because then we wouldn't be able to do the tournament you know and, right um, right so anyway so but it, it was a big hit and um, flip ships was a big hit too like that was the number one question was you know how do we buy this you know and i'm like i'm not selling it you know i'm just like i'm just here to to let you play online it. You know? or a local gaming store <laughs> right so uh, but anyway so i think there was definitely some confusion there i mean you know so, no. so it was it was a very small problem but you know maybe some better signage next week could could solve that but
1: it sounds like y'all had a big, a good time, and y'all was a big hit, and all the games went well. And I, I mean, I, I I hate that I missed it. I hate that I missed it. But um, but I'm going this weekend, so I'm I'm excited about that. You start out small, and then you end up at all the huge cons. You know, I mean, one day next year, we'll be at Comic Con doing our thing. <laughs> yeah, you we'll
0: know, we'll have the corner
1: booth. You know, the corner the corner booth. Yeah, yep, the big yep.
0: one. Yeah, no, um, probably exactly, not, but. <laughs> but anyway i just wanted to definitely say thanks to everyone that stopped by and, and talked to us and hopefully you listen to the podcast um because of it definitely enjoyed meeting people and um and just telling them about what we do and everybody was just so enthusiastic and so nice and um didn't have any you know not even remotely negative experience the entire day it was exhausting you know we were so tired at the end of the day but but it was definitely worth it had a, had a blast.
1: Oh, I bet y'all did. Okay.
0: Well, I think that's all I got to say <laughs> about that, but I just had to get it out there because it's just been boiling over.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, I I kind of didn't want to talk to you about it, so you could talk to me about it on here. Yeah. yeah. And it's all it'll be all fresh. Now that uh, we've talked about this, what are we going to talk about for the rest of the time?
0: Um, NFL draft.
1: Okay. Let's talk about it. I was watching it hmm seen better talent.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, nah. I, I watched the draft, it was good, but this isn't a football podcast. But, no, and I, I did not watch the draft, so I wouldn't know. I have. know, you're not, not a football fan, right? Uh. Not really? It's, I
1: mean, I watch it, and it's there on TV.
0: Okay, so, this is about RPGs, installment number two. So, yep. I guess let's just stick to our notes because I have a tendency to ramble. Have you noticed? Uh of course. <laughs> okay. So, every episode. Yeah. Well every moment of my life, right? Just a normal moment. conversation. All right. So first things first. We're gonna talk about how do you start a group. How do you start a group? You just do it. Yes, that's what we got wrote here. That's the most important thing. <laughs> that's the most important thing, really, because I mean, even playing as a PC, um, doing any kind of RPG, like we kind of touched on it last week. You know, kind of we talked about the stigmas with when Hugh was on here. I mean, Hugh talked about that. Um, I think the biggest hurdle to get over is just yourself. You know, it's just like. Just decide you're gonna do it and do it, you know.
1: Yeah, and I would say this: I would say if you're gonna do it, if you want to start a a, a RPG group, and you are the one that wants to recruit people to play RPGs, it's better for you to be the DM or GM, not just you. It's better to say, "Hey, I want to run a campaign, and I want y'all to play it." Not that, not like, "Hey, I want to play something; I want you to run it and do all the work." So. If you want to do this, you really want to. Uh, you really want to invite people to play your. If you campaign. want to make it happen. You know, you want to make it, if you want to make it happen for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, the DM GM is the most important role, and they're the ones that the whole group's going to rely on. If if a PC doesn't make it to the to the game night or whatever, you know, you can he can be he can become an NPC and just tag along, you know, and cast a fireball yeah. every now and then. Um, or just be like in the tavern <laughs> hanging out, yeah, but he, he's um
1: drunk in the tavern, got struck by lightning and he's fr- like and he's frozen or he's hurt, you know whatever,
0: yeah. whatever but to. but if a GM doesn't show up, you know, the game's just not happening, you know, so right, you know he he definitely has to have he's the highest priority and that kind of stuff, but um yeah, but I mean, you can apply this completely to somebody who's maybe they've been invited to be in a in a group you know that's already established and they're just you know on the fence and they're not sure you know that's my advice is just whatever whatever your situation is just do it because just do it you know and what i wrote here is it's going to be bad you know you're going to be terrible at it it's not going to go like you think um it's going to be um you're going to make rough. the wrong decisions it's gonna yeah it's going to be real rough a rough start exactly everybody's starts are rough you know but it's still gonna be good it's gonna be great you're gonna enjoy it yeah
1: real, real a lot of a lot of fun it's gonna be a lot of fun
0: right so just know that you can't be perfect oh and i might would say don't listen to some of the more produced um D like podcasts, podcasts and, and youtube videos and stuff because i think that can be very intimidating like very intimidating who's the one i mean i know like the adventure zone we've talked about it in the past um i think they're a good mix i mean they're definitely produced um quite a bit there's a yep. heavy edit in there they're all like have they're like professional podcasters and um, okay. they have tons and tons of experience but they're still kind of I'd say they're more towards the middle of the spectrum of, like...
1: That's still kind of rough around
0: the edges. Yeah, you know? yeah, which is good. But, like, maybe just get on YouTube and just look up, like, example D&D stuff and just, like, find some real group that's just, like, you know, yeah. not many <laughs> hits, you know? Like, maybe... Don't, like... Maybe, like, a thousand views or something. And don't
1: watch Chris Perkins run a campaign and expect to be that good, because... Who's the real professional go, in going to be right. Are they the Geek and Chris, Sundry guys? Chris Perkins is... Okay. Uh, it's a professional d i mean he's like in charge of dnd he's oh, a okay. guy D, but he's an the, amazing uh, dm he's the one that runs for the penny arcade people okay that might be and, the one uh, i want
0: one, one that i watched is like every single player is a voice actor and oh like, that's
1: uh yeah that's on geek and sundry i think
0: yeah and no it's that's just, on
1: a twitch or twitch or something like that i don't know
0: i don't know i, I called yeah. it like one time and i was like oh my god this is like you know don't do that to yourself. You know, it's kind of like if you're trying to learn yeah. how to paint, you know, you don't want to compare yourself to, you know, masterpieces.
1: Bob Bob oh, Rawls. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh Right, right. You just want to get out into a, it. So, but but yeah, but, just do but I do
0: recommend watching or listening to some stuff that is kind of like you said rough around the edges, more realistic to kind of get an idea um, you know, of what's going on. I think that's a that's a great idea to do that. Just don't don't watch something that's so overly produced and amazing that it's you know intimidating intimidating
1: yeah right now now let's talk about you know dm and gm and you know okay we're not gonna get we're not gonna get deep into it but we're just gonna say you know if you're gonna dm or gm an rpg game you got to pick what system you're gonna play there's mm-hmm. a lot of systems out there you know most popular one is probably dnd or pathfinder mm-hmm. things like that but there's a slew of them. I mean, there's so many of them out there. You know, you did uh, Gertz. hmm like, no, yeah, GURPS. Gertz. Gertz. Yeah. Gerp's. Role-playing I that was system.
0: Wrong. Generic, yep. universal role-playing system. Gertz. By Steve Jackson. You know.
1: And um That was there's Star Wars, Fate. yeah. There's Monster of the Week, which is based on other systems. I mean, it's, it's a What's pretty Monster of big, the Week. Uh Monster of the Week I think is uh kinda based on the fate system, but it's almost kinda got the um uh, Buffy feel to it, Buffy the Vampire, you know, feel to it. Cool. But uh Yeah, yeah I anyway. wanna play I don't know I'm, much. I'm about probably
0: it. gonna I'm probably gonna buy that Genesis system that we talked about. That's yeah, the, that'll be fun. the new fantasy flight. And I wanna do that into the world thing, whatever it's called. But yeah. we're getting off subject. Um Right. And so, then Yeah, go ahead. You got and then about saying, then you got to pick, you know,
1: go towards the adventure.
0: Yeah, and there's lots of options if it's your first time and you're first time DMing. You're gonna need to. That's gonna be the biggest decision. Like so after you have picked your system, which I, I don't think it's hands down. Me and me and Ryan, I think you agree with me. I mean, D and D Five E is a great, great, great place to start, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's a good place to start. It's yeah. it's smooth. It's easy, but it can also be a little complicated. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's got a good. Good variety there. It's it's good right. to go. And they got a pre-made. A lot of a lot of these RPGs. I know D and D for sure has these, like pre-made starter sets or starter packs, for pretty cheap. So you don't have to get heavily invested into it because some some of these can be pretty pricey to get started in, or just, yeah, you know, to maintain and stuff.
0: On that note, we're gonna be. I'm actually hopefully ordering it tonight. We're gonna be giving away a D and D starter set at really? Okiecon.
1: Yeah, that's so. a, that's what I started out on. I bought that starter set, and I started out. That's what I started with with the campaign I'm doing now, with uh, Tom and a few other people. So, and it's yeah. it's and it's got the basic rule set in there. It's got some dice. It's already got pre made characters that go to like level three or five or something like that. So it's a good is it's a good pickup, you know, mm-hmm. for your first adventure, or first time playing, or a lot of bang for your buck. To for the, sure it really is it really is and like uh and then you got you know homemade adventures like if you if you want to tackle that right out the box you can you make your own homemade stuff and then there's a mixture you know so like i started out with the pre-made starter set but at the end of it i kind of went away from went the storyline right yeah i kind of went away from storyline and started making my own storyline that blended in with my homemade campaign. So <laughs> you broke my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I really messed time up on that one too. Like I mean I messed okay. him up bad.
0: I'm still recovering.
1: It was rough. But he I mean, that's just the way the cookie crumbles, you know. It's
0: a it's a, it's a hole in my heart <laughs> that will never heal. I mean not as big of a All hole right. as the heart in my Dragonborn's father's heart that you no. stabbed that sword through.
1: Yeah, it was big. Big 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 anyway Which I think you got, and I think you picked that sword uh, up.
0: I'm still I'm still confused about that, and we need to figure that out. You need to just like be like Tom. I know that I've been dropping clues to you since that night that I <laughs> gave you this sword, but this is what I want you to do with this <clears throat> because I've tried to get rid of it. I tried to use it, and nothing's working. It's like cursed and bound to me, and all this other junk. So it hurts me and makes me want to kill my my. Comrades, so I don't I don't know what to do there. I'm totally confused. That so. sounds it
1: sounds like you know enough. Well, <laughs> and also and also when you're when you're DMing a GM and you know the characters, the reason why RPGs are so much fun is that the characters have a freedom of doing a, whatever they want, pretty much. You know, the DM kind of steers them into a direction, but they can really go off. You know, the pathway. Yeah, so. Always create these little random encounters or these random settings that you can, like, keep to the side just in case that happens. It really helps out a lot.
0: Yeah, I was reading somebody stuff way back when I was doing GURPS, and um, that was the... I can't remember what he calls it, but remember me telling you about this? It was, like, throw a banana peel in there. He had, like, a term for it, like banana peel. I think that's what it was. Yeah. But, um, but he had, like, he would make this little list of... Like, I mean, like 50 things, like write them down on a, on a sheet of paper, or type it up, or whatever, and of uh, things that can happen pretty much anywhere, you know, like dragon appears, right? Or, um, yeah, you know, uh, somebody comes up to them and, you know, like just a little mini and, little plot. And they said anytime it gets boring, you know, like let's say, that, throw it in there. Yeah. You're like, you're like, okay, we, we, you know, you're trying to coax your, your pc's into going into this dungeon or into this castle or whatever you're trying to get them to go left and they are like you know what we're just gonna hang out in the tavern all night you know and you're like oh my god you know i've got all this crap playing i'm trying to get them to where i'm trying to get them and then they're just wanting to like they're flirting with barmaids and playing poker or whatever they play in D D, like the um. real role
1: playing like the hard role playing
0: yeah Yeah, they're just hanging out in the tavern it's like well guess what you know boom you know orcs just like just you know bust open the door and start yeah they're just crashing into this tavern and let's get this party started right so like the
1: town's under siege what are you gonna do
0: exactly so that's you know that's what he was saying was like anytime you kind of get stuck or even if it just feels stale or boring just you know roll a d100 or whatever and just throw in one of those banana peels you got ready you know i guess i'm um, about to do
1: that every like 10 minutes with (laughs) y'all Just throw a hole no, in there kidding. every ten I'm just minutes. Kidding. yeah. <laughs> it's like you, but, see um, you see a hole. No, you see a hole. I'll be back in fifteen minutes. Until y'all figure out how to get out of it. Hey, w- um, our
0: Taz has came a long way since then. So, hey, I yeah, think he, I think yeah. he would. I think he would handle that hole very easily now.
1: I hope so. Yeah. Let's talk okay. about, let's talk about like PC, like it's, What what is a PC? We're not going to get big into it quite yet. We'll talk about it, like go deeper into a PC, but what is a PC? What Player do we mean? Player
0: character or playable character. So the, the people that are actually playing the game besides the GM, right? Yes. So, and that's what, yes. when we refer to NPC, that's a non-playable character. Which that's is a, well, yes. I mean, the
1: GMs are really playing those characters, but yeah, they're non-playable. Yeah. They're non-player like not
0: it's, i think it's player character right i don't know non-playable player, player, player doesn't matter no no um,
1: player character yeah you know yeah. so anyway but, but yeah that's yeah. what
0: a pc is so if you talk about pcs we're not talking about computers we're talking about the playable characters so if you're if you're joining a uh, an established um, rpg group you're going to be controlling a single pc almost always yeah um, and then and then let's talk about, like, we're going to talk about more PC stuff in the, our near, characters, in, the, yeah.
1: in the near future, like five minutes, ten minutes. <laughs> so, let's talk about the actual group, like the gaming group. So, there's going to have to be some commitment to play an RPG. you got to be committed.
0: Yeah, I think that's extremely important, whether you're going to be a DM, um, GM. When you're starting your group, no matter what role you're a you're, you're part excuse me no matter what role you were um in in the group you need to the group needs to have a discussion usually the dm or gm should be the one starting this conversation but Mm -hmm. you you need to all establish the same type of commitment i guess you need to figure out um you know everybody's schedule and say hey guys we're going to be doing this you know however long but um but it is a big commitment, you know, because that was kind of something that we dealt with um, when we did our group. I know um, was you know we had a couple people that couldn't make it here and there, and you know there was seemed to be some there was a little bit of hard feelings here and there just towards some, and or not necessarily hard feelings, but you know we're all if if you got like we've are all grown, we all have families, you know we're 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 kind of doing this from our point of view. We're all adults, right? I mean there could be definitely kids playing this for sure, but. Yeah. Um, if it, you know, if you've kind of scheduled this time, you know, if you need to make you need to make it clear to everybody that this is important ahead of time because you don't want to start something up and then someone not be able to make it and not be on the same commitment level as the rest of yeah. the group, right? Because that's not fun for them or anybody else, you know.
1: And and you gotta you gotta be you gotta put in the work. You gotta. I mean, it's a growing world. You know, the characters are constantly growing, you know, so there's always, it's always, I wouldn't say it's a lot of work, but you got to put in the work. You know, you want it, you want it to be fun. You want it to be fresh and you want it to be different. So you don't want to just have the same stuff over and over again. But most importantly, it's very easy to be discouraged about starting a group or retaining a group, but just don't get discouraged. Just be flexible, work on it try to make it work with with everybody in the group i think we got a pretty good group it's kind of difficult at times but um but we, we do pretty good we do we do pretty good at it
0: well i guess you know to reiterate what you're saying as well and coming back to my original thing is making sure everyone's on the same page i guess that's what i was trying to say um right i mean you know make sure everybody's on the same commitment level you know because yeah. you know I think that's really important it's kind of define what you're going to expect what the dm's going to expect out of the pcs um you know up front because if if it's if as long as it's all laid out ahead of time and everybody's you know understands exactly what they're expected of them you know then i think you should have that that's going to handle a lot of issues right from the beginning yeah um, all right all right and then we got here we're going to talk about format so that's a decision you need to make if you were the dm i guess but again whether you're the dm or not you should all be talking about this together as a group you know i think that's really important yeah as a dm or gm you can't just be like okay this is how i want to do it and then like everybody else is like no we don't like that well that's going to not work out for the dm right i mean you need to you need to kind of tailor everything about your campaign to the group and the group needs to Mm -hmm. It's a give and take, right? Everybody's got Well, like, together. like us.
1: We all we're all grown with families and we all live in separate cities, hours apart. So we play online. You know, mm-hmm. we we found an online site, Roll Twenty, and it's a great site for D and D and that's how we've been playing it. Now would I rather get like meet up in person and play? Of course. I would love to play in real life with y'all, but, but we'd that's still just be it's on not like possible.
0: Second session, if we did that, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just be, it's just be—it's not possible. Would be level so, one, probably. Yeah. So there's different, me, I mean, there's different ways to play this game. Different ways to like—you can play it online very easily. It works great great online and
0: actually i'm wondering aren't we i mean or i don't know if you are like now or if it's going to be in the future i'd love to make the move to tabletop simulator
1: well i'm trying to do that but i don't know if my internet can handle all those people in there with all that stuff Mm. you know so i'm going to try it i mean i got it kind of set up already for the intro like i got maps on there so i mean i'm I'm kind of ready to do it. So Tabletop's got a really awesome mod for D&D as well. Um, like 3D and then you animated wanna, miniatures that you can use oh, on the map. I mean, it's, oh, my God, it's, that's so cool. It's amazing. But, you know, and then, you know, you can play RPGs multiple ways, as multiple different ways. Like uh, I had a roll-up dry race mat with one-inch squares on it that I can draw maps on with the, you know, dry race marker. And we use little minis and we can move around. Something, you know, nice and visual, you know, just to help with the imagination. Well, some people just use pen and paper. They have no maps, you know. They just use pen and paper and the DM tells you what, what's going on.
0: And that's so pretty that's, much, that's mostly how I did GURPS, right? I mean, online, mm-hmm. but, I mean, I did have a map at the very end, but for the majority right. of our campaign, there was no map at all. So
1: And the majority... Of my campaign, there's usually no maps. Now, if it's a yeah. complicated fight, then I will throw a map on there just to help out. But usually, if it's you know kind of a simple open area, I'm, you know, just pretty much trying to steam, streamline it a little bit because I want to get I got so much story I want to get through, you know. And then another thing to think about is uh, after you figure out how you're going to meet, or actually before whatever it doesn't matter, it's the size of the group you want to play with. You mm-hmm. know, there can't be too many people,
0: for sure. I mean, yeah. a group we, we of seven, about eight people is rough. We talked about this last week, just off the air. But um three, three PCs to a DM or GM, I and mean, that's almost kind of like the universal minimum, right? I mean, that's, that's recommended. That is
1: minimum. right. That's the minimum, and it's but not I mean, even like a-
0: recommended. Well I mean across like all RPGs, you know, like
1: Right, I would think so. I know for yeah. I know for D and D it's definitely you can play with three people. But it's I think it's like the, the sweet zone is four or five. Yeah. You know, but three you can definitely do you can definitely play with it. Uh six is getting a little high. Seven and eight, it's like, oh it'll be it would be well, Ugh, just combat would be rough.
0: just brutal. It would, just be, it would take, take forever to go through each turn. It would take
1: forever. Trying to balance those fights. Or the monsters yeah. would be overpowered because you putting too much in there. Right, right, it's right.
0: A big It's a big ordeal.
1: So, yeah, I would say anywhere between three to five is yeah, I would, the I sweet would, spot.
0: I would think four PCs would be just money. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then, like, how often you meet and how long. So, some people do, like, every week, you know, on a weeknight for an hour – or on the yeah. weekends, or every other weekend, or um, once for a month. hours and hours. Yeah, so. once a month, we're going to do all day, you know, all day Saturday yeah. or whatever, you know. Um, but some people are like, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine sitting in the same place for, you know, six or seven hours, you know, even if it's just once a month, you know, like, just, you just kind of got to figure out that, you know, for the party, you know, what, what everybody right. wants to do. Like, everybody's got to kind of agree on that together, and schedules and all that's going to be... You know, you got to work all that out ahead of time, I think. That's really important. I think having a set time that you stick to is very important, um, where everybody just depends and learns to, you know, they get used to it, right? Um, yes. Because if you miss a few here and there, then it's easier for them to, you know, for the PCs to miss it, miss it here and there. Right, right,
1: right. Yeah. I. Uh, and you also want to know... You know, you also want to clarify how serious y'all want to be. Do you want to have a casual game where you just kind of just goof off and play? Do you want to have, like, a real serious game where y'all have voices, you don't break character, you know, you play as that character and you act as that character as you're playing? Or do you want to have a medium? That's something that yeah and always like how, needs to be known. Like,
0: how technical it is, too. Like, we've talked about that, I think, before, too, is, like, how... Like in your campaign or our campaign, you don't make us worry about food or water no. or um, like our bedrolls well, and things. Like I thought that. about,
1: I thought about doing that. I was like, hey, I'm gonna make it like serious. I'm gonna make it like true. And then y'all you know, fell in that pit, and it took like 35 minutes to get out of it. And I said, <laughs> you know what? That's too much for them. That's yeah. gonna. That's really well, gonna and bother and that's
0: mind. a good point. I mean, when you're starting out, I think it's a great idea to not make all that. I mean, you know, you don't right. want to bog a new player down or a new group down with a bunch of and a DM,
1: That's that's a lot for the DM as well to remember and to do.
0: Right, right, and um, you know, like if, it it depends on the campaign too. Because, like, let's say you were in a desert, right? Well, then. Water rations might actually be important, you know, but, yep. you know, if you're, you know, in an area where there should never be trouble getting water, who cares? Why Why should we have to worry about, you know, weighing ourselves down with that extra? That's true. But if you're doing like a survival-based RPG where it's all about gathering supplies and, I mean, like a, you know, what's his name? Bear Grills, the RPG. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that would right, be... Yeah. That would be very important, so you know you kind of gotta tailor that tailor that kind of stuff to the setting and to the thing, but yeah, all right, well, let's talk about the character creation, so when you're gonna start creating your character in this crazy world, we're gonna i mean you can pretty much apply this to any r p. g but we're gonna probably be mostly based on d and d and maybe we can yeah. talk about our characters right after that, but um, one little i wouldn't say pro tips and some still fairly new to role-playing but um one big tip that i've seen a lot of people suggest and i think would be really great for someone completely new is to base your character on someone that you're already familiar with um you know a character that you know in a book or movie tv show video game whatever um and it doesn't have to be like a hero or something you would think is a classical adventurer um like i was telling you Um, earlier that before the show there was some dm on one of those podcasts or something i've listened to that said that for like he had the same group for 20 years or something and every single one of his campaigns was based on cheers episodes like episodes of the tv show the you know cheers and he would you know basically say okay like this ogre is gonna be whatever this guy you know and um you know, like have the same kind of like story arc and just like say this is the base. You'd write down like what the episode's about and 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 what's going on and then apply the you know the, the theme to it. And um, I just thought it was so interesting. So you could pick like any character in a show and have like that personality right that you like that you know, and then kind of when you're making your character, kind of make make decisions based on that. You know, and I think that's yeah. a really easy way to get started.
1: It is. I think so too. To starting out until you figure out character creation, how it works, all that stuff. But um, you know, you create a story, or you know, think of a character, try to relate to that character, create a story for that character that you know. It could even be the character story of the movie or of the character that you, I mean, that of the movie, book or anything. And then you can create your create your character by the you know by the book and everything like that. And it's it's makes things a lot simpler for you and then once you create that first character the next one you may not do that with you may want to create it one you create your own backstory and have a um have your own character from from scratch and that's that, that's really fun too you know they're both great ways to do it
0: yeah i think yeah, a lot of people like to do that they prefer to have like a you know raceless classless um character like just you know don't don't like don't assign any kind of specifics to your character yet and just come up with the backstory like in a very generic way and um once you've got that whole backstory down and like the character flaws with your character you know with with your the one you're playing and just kind of iron out all the role-playing type details first and then you know apply those choices yeah. to it later i think those probably make the best characters um I'm not sure I've never made that many, but then the opposite way to do it, kind of like what you said, is like just kind of, you can pick your, just pick a race, pick a class, kind of just go from there and then come up with a backstory after the fact. But um, yeah. the characters that we're talking about today, the one I made, it was kind of a mix of those two things. I kind of had a little bit of a backstory and I chose a, a race and class, then I changed my race based on my story and then I altered my story based on my new class, you know, so yeah, I was just kinda of all over the place, which it's fine. There's no right or wrong way. I'm just trying to kind of give you some tips.
1: Yeah, I kind of uh I kinda of randomly uh I chose a class I I would have normally never played. And then I thought about a character that I feel like is that class, and then I tried to kind of balance out with that. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, and that's we'll something- I'll see what y'all think. Yeah, that's something I don't think I've ever thought about until just now is I think kind of like you said, you know, something that you wouldn't normally play. I think getting as far away from your comfort zone as possible or what you think your comfort zone is and getting as far away from your own self as you can, I think is easier. I think the the more the more like removed your character is from your own personality and your own, you know. You won't be as critical yeah. about the character. Yeah, and it's just easier because you're not relating to it as much, right? So those mm-hmm. tough decisions aren't as tough because you're just like, you get to know that guy. You know, He's so separate from you, you don't kind of get confused. Because if you, if you kind of make a character very similar to yourself, tough choices become like, you know, like you're making it, not the character. Does that make sense? Like the, the lines yeah. get blurry, you know?
1: right 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 right, but if you
0: play something so wild and crazy is i think that's actually easier to make those decisions but so did you make something wild and crazy kind of um yeah mine's mine's way out there you want me to go over my character yeah all right i'll pull him up here so oh goodness i'm not gonna read my backstory because it's like one two three four five five or six paragraphs here but um good insight. i did that for feel you know i mean i think that's and actually that's something we should have mentioned earlier i think that's a great idea is no matter how dumb you think it is or how juvenile or you might not think you're a good writer you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter, it but, doesn't matter. but write as much stuff as you can even if it's a page long i would much rather have to sift through pages of backstory then only have like a line or two or nothing and as a GM.
1: Gives it gives the DM GM so much to work with if he wants to dive into your history, dive into your past. Right. So it's And it, you don't have to share it, makes, it with
0: the other group if you don't want to. No. It can you just don't. between you and the DM or GM.
1: I kind of prefer I kind of prefer them not to share it with each other. Yeah. You know, I guess it just unless depends. Unless those oh. characters know each other in, you know, exactly for a
0: long time say. yeah funny. and one thing that i've seen that's a cool this might be a little more advanced but for dms is um they recommend some guide i read way back about secrets so your character should have secrets and it kind of reminded me of fiasco when i read it but but like let's say that you know everybody's going to have three secrets right And so one secret is just for your character to have to himself. And the DM knows it, but it's something that your character has, you know, knows or something they're hiding, just a secret they have. Um, It could be anything, right? Um, The second thing is a secret that your character doesn't know. You know, that the D, like you, like you can give the DM like examples or suggestions, the character can, but it's a secret that the DM controls And it's going to surprise you with later in the campaign. And then the third one is a secret that you share with one other PC, but nobody else. I think that was so cool. Like, that adds so much complexity right there, you know?
1: I will say this. I've kind of ran a a one-off, one-day campaign in 4E kind of like that. It was kind of a pre-made campaign. But it was based in the Drow city, uh, Mesziszabon or whatever. How you say it? Oh, uh, I was talking about but it, you know, yeah. Drow, sounds good. I know, I know. But like Drow people who read the the Dark Elf stuff or Forgotten Realms, I don't know what I'm talking about. But you know, Drow are c- just evil characters. You know, they're all about self gain, self profit, self power, and um, so I had I think it was five or six people playing with us. They all pre made characters, and each character had a secret. And each character had a secret with another character, like like you were saying, and so they were actually like like one of the secrets would be like um, don't trust so and so. If any chance you get, kill him, you know, or or if there was a chance for you to hurt him, hurt him, or you trust this person, you're gonna try to help her out so she can get the artifact. You know, for for the greater good, you know, stuff like that. So, or, you know, for Loth, the Spider Queen. So it was, it was really cool. It was a one-off campaign because uh, I want to say a couple people actually killed a couple other people. Stan, one of the guys, played got his head cut off. It was it was sounds crazy. Like, man, it sounds was like one, one guy, guy just
0: werewolf D and D
1: kind of like one one guy just ran off like he just ran away. He's like I ain't I ain't dealing with this. He just ran. So uh crazy. But it, it was it was it was really fun cuz it wasn't, you know, it was just a fun one de- one campaign thing. If I can find that campaign, I'll try to get it like a, like a 5E style cuz it was fun, man. It was really fun. But uh anyway.
0: Okay. Well, so yeah, we'll go on to my character here. Like I said, I'm not going to get into the details and I actually don't have it all fleshed out. I've got a lot of like placeholders in here like my dad's name is human man right yeah (laughs) and my mom's elf woman and um naturally so anyway so you got basically the short story is got a elf man runs off with a i mean a human man runs off with an elf woman um they elope and the elves are very mad about that because they do not like filthy humans Taking their women or whatever, but she was in love or whatever, you know. So I don't know, I hadn't fleshed too much of it out or but, whatever, or whatever. She was in love or whatever, or whatever. Yeah. So basically, it's gonna be a little bit, a little tragic here. Um, and actually, my kids came up with some of this, and it's a little, little concerning. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you'll see why. But basically, they were both taken from their homes after they were married, and um, uh, by some Tiamat. <laughs> Worshipping cultists, so that's the bad dragon. That's the evil um, dragon god in yes in D and D the way I understand it. And um,
1: well, you should right. I should.
0: The father was basically (laughs) missing, presumed to be killed. The mother was, um, I guess, experimented on, or we're not real sure what happened with her. But she was like some part of some sort of cultist ritual, and they put red dragon blood inside of her like injected into her and um, yeah. somehow she escaped she you know she got out but um, what they didn't know is she was pregnant right with my character and she died shortly after giving birth and so the the child was born half elf and um, had scaly skin and had like almost claw-like hands you know and mm-hmm. so basically they looked at it like an abomination. You know, and Naturally. like, and the elves, obviously his, like her family had nothing to do with it. Right. Cause it's a filthy half elf, half elf. And, um, and it was basically put into an orphanage and he, anyway, he grew up, he, he was given a name, but he doesn't know it. He doesn't remember it because as soon as he was old enough to, to understand anything, the only name he ever knew was, um, beer that's B I I R, and that's elven, that's the elven word for garbage you know so he lived on he ran away from the orphanage as soon as he could he lived um you know just on the streets making it however he could stealing to to eat that kind of stuff um and he lived up in the no none of this really matters i guess this is um long story long apparently but um he lived up (laughs) on the (laughs) on the roof between these two eaves and he when he was like seven or eight years old he started like getting this itch and like he had scales you know the scales that were on his like forearms mostly um, and on his back that's pretty much the only and like maybe some on his chest but that's really the only places he has the scales but they would just itch like like physically itch he would just scratch and scratch and scratch till he would bleed you know he was just really on um, this crazy itch that would build up and um, could never never seem to solve it for I mean, I'm talking months and months and just you know just and just basically couldn't sleep just tortured by this itch and, um, so anyway, one night he's coming home, climbing back up to his little, little hideout up on the rooftop and these two boys are there and they have ransacked the place. They took all of his valuables, right. That he's, um, accumulated his life possessions and, um, and he just gets like really angry. They like, they, they pull a knife on him and they're going to try to, you know, I don't know, either kill him or just try to rob him, like take whatever he might have on him. And, um. And he just gets so mad and so he's scared, right? He's definitely scared. And then all of a sudden just this just builds up and his hands just glowing like bright red and fire just shoots out of his, you know, hands. And um and he like sets maybe sets the boys' clothes on fire or something and they run away, you know, so they're scared or whatever. And so but he's not he's not like he doesn't care about his valuables he doesn't care about anything because the biggest thing that he realizes in that moment is the sweet relief the itch is gone you know and that's how he finds out that he's a sorcerer and i tied all that in together because that's that's kind of how a sorcerer works is they get this build up of um um power like this energy and they have to release it by casting spells or they'll um just pretty much just writhe in pain and it'll eventually come out whether they want it to or not you know And, um, so, Mm -hmm. so that's kind of his backstory. He grows up, you know, he winds up using that from that point forward, um, to his advantage. And he's, you know, pretty much just like a little, um, like a street thug kind of guy. He's, um, um, casting spells on people and pretty much doing whatever he wants, abusing the power quite, you know, terribly through his teens. Um, but he's finally grown up. So my character, when we start the adventure is going to be about 20, 25, maybe, and um but he's definitely matured now and he regrets for sure the way he lived but he looks at it like that's how he had to to survive you know and um but so now he's out I don't know really know what his goal is but I guess just he's wanting to find out how he was created and um and maybe maybe seek some revenge on who did this yep. to him you know um but that's all I got so far um but I think it's Pretty cool. He's a sorcerer. Uh, red dragon, fire sorcerer, <laughs> obviously.
1: Nice. That's, uh, that's a pretty cool backstory, man.
0: Yeah. It's surprising how much of that came from my um, seven-year-old. Your kids? Well, Now, let
1: me ask you this. Did you um, think of a guy to base that on, or was that just from... China? Not really. No,
0: yeah. I just kind of came up with part of the story. Uh, I definitely started out with Kvothe. name of the wind Mm -hmm. that's where the like street part and uh the living on the roof I saw from the books you know a lot of that's very similar he had like a a moment where he got attacked so part of that stuff is definitely um kind of where i based the character to begin with but then no i mean he was he's more of your guy he's a bard pretty much (laughs) in that in that story so everything else just kind of flowed from my character choices and um like i said I just kept going back into but um anyway um if you want to get to the technicals or technical parts of the yeah let's just the let's character. Throw some,
1: go over that real quick
0: okay yeah. i mean i've got you know just whatever charisma i'm not gonna go into my stats or anything It's gonna be boring but um, um sorcerers are comm- stats, charisma stats, based
1: stats stats
0: you want the stats no, I'm just kidding. No, I, I don't think anyone wants the stats. But he's very, ca- I have a, he's very charismatic. I have
1: Sixteen in yeah, charisma. Yeah, yeah. I have a twelve yeah. in wisdom.
0: He's very charismatic. He's very dexterous. So um he can talk his way out of anything. He's very street smart. Um, he's very sneaky and shifty, he's got deception and acrobatics, um persuasion, sleight of hand, all the things you would think of, kind of being a you know, real street smart um right not very much intelligence or wisdom you know just more of a kind of get by um he's yeah. got his weapons is a light crossbow oh so so the sorcerer thing i had the choice between i can't remember what the other choice was but basically you get like a random effect from your spells all the time it's like you roll like yes crazy like a roll. d50
1: or d100 yeah something
0: or? and like you have like a chance for this thing to happen where like it makes your spells really strong and stuff um, I could do that, or I could choose the the dragon thing, and I definitely chose the dragon thing. But um, what's cool about it is I um, I get built-in armor from the scales, you know. So my mm-hmm. AC is extremely high for which I think that's pretty common with sorcerers. But um, so like with my high dexterity and the dragon thing, I've got a I got a, a AC of sixteen, like completely and like no no armor, just like wearing clothes, you know. So I think that's really cool. Um, that's pretty high for level one character, you know. Yeah, I got, like, city stuff from the Urchin. Fae Ancestry from the Half-Elf. I mean, I don't know. Um, I got Fire Resistance. Oh, that's really cool. So by choosing which dragon um, Ancestry. So, like, uh, yeah, I chose the red dragon to be the one that, like, the blood that was put in him. Um, mm-hmm. According to which, I thought it was just fire. Like, the Resistance, which is similar to the Dragonborn, which is what I was used to from my other character. So I actually chose it without even looking into it. But after I chose it, I looked into it further. And as you level up, whichever dragon um, ancestry you choose, or Draconic Bloodline, they call it, it does bonus damage or bonus something to your spells of that type. So like my fire spells will be stronger later on as I level up. I think that's cool. So um, Right. That's an interesting you know aspect to it but the sorcerers are kind of what makes them special in dnd is like you got wizards and we'll sell them warlocks so so wizards are like the, the real casters right they've got access to just tons and tons of spells and and, and but what makes the sorcerer cool was the dragon stuff obviously but also uh, oh if i keep if we actually play this out like long term I grow wings. The dragon, like, the sorcerer sprouts dragon wings and can fly, just fly around. That's just forever. There's no, it's not like for so long. It's just like you can fly now. So, yeah. Right. That's a thing.
1: They're not like wizards where you have to, like, rest and, read, and like, read a book to get to learn that spell, you know, for the next day. They kind of they're kind of got this inner magic into them or something like that right understand. it's the
0: it's the dragon blood is what's producing yeah. all of my magic but what i was saying is like but mechanically it's all it's these sorcerer points they call them and and like yeah like i said i can basically cash in my points to get an extra spell slot that i like instead of resting like in the middle of battle i can just like convert points into spell slots or or spell slots into points and i can use those points to strengthen my spells also, so yeah. like if I want to make one spell really strong, I can sacrifice some spell slots to make uh, make it stronger or whatever. So I think right, it's, gotcha. it's real cool, you know, you're, you're a real versatile class, which is why I, I kind of picked it. But that's pretty yeah. much it. I'm, I'm excited because my other guy, you know, my, my paladin is just more like run in, bash stuff in the face and heal people, you know.
1: Yeah, well, my character's backstory is not as elaborate as that one. But, uh, I based my character off a actual, like, movie character. Okay. And, you know, so I'm playing a bard, a musician, a rocker. So, that's who I wanted to play. He comes from a very pristine family, very, very wealthy family, like, uh, a long distance of royalty bloodline that won't ever get become kind of royalty but he's got the money for it you know and um he grew up in that kind of family and then when he was a child uh you know some people came to play music for his people and he fell in love with that. okay so he just started picking up the lute the harp whatever he could find and he kind of got rid of like he didn't study he, got, he didn't really care about, you know, books. He didn't care about, you know, intelligence or anything like that. He didn't want to learn anything except playing music. And his parents kind of shunned him shunned him for it. You know, they were always mad at him. And then he's just like, you know, whatever. He left to go on these adventures, okay? And so he went to these adventures, and that's kind of like him figuring out, his plays, learning better, you know, skill sets and everything. And then through the power of music, he figured out that some of the tunes he plays could produce magical abilities. You know,
0: they're based on Dave Grohl.
1: No, um, no, that would be awesome, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you who it's based off. It is based off of Ted Logan or Theodore Logan. Okay, you know who this is? No idea. From Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey or Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Okay. okay. So I didn't know his last name,
0: but yeah. Wild stallion. That's what I based him
1: off of. You know, he's kind of tall, lanky, very, very goofy. Um, He's and and when he realized he could do these, you know, spells, he or these these bard things, he kind of went to go do good. You know, he didn't really care about really saving people but he wanted to help people through music so that's his that's like pretty much his backstory i got a very simple backstory you know and that's pretty much his backstory but my character kind of reflects him like my strength is like pathetic my intelligence like he is an he is an idiot you know but he's extremely charismatic you know because i feel like everybody liked ted you know everybody he liked everybody, everybody liked him, and that's kind of what my character was like he my character you think i think my character would be a good floor? to be to be uh like he likes everybody, you know he thinks yeah. everybody it likes him or he thinks everybody is likable, he thinks everybody are good people, things like that you know
0: and optimistic to a fault,
1: yeah, you know, like uh you know just hes just very laid back and relaxed, you know. He kind of dresses down, kind of dresses like a, you know, he's got these, like, ragged, low-cloth pants on that's all torn. He's got this, like, you know, cloak on that's, you know, kind of off the, not, not normal, you know.
0: Does he play so. air loot?
1: No, he plays a real loot. But, I mean, sometimes a real loot, he play so, air loot? You know, if he has to, you know. If the loot, if there's no loot around... He'll throw that air loot He'll throw that air loot up and and get a jam on it.
0: And see, that's so cool. That's that's what I was talking about earlier. I mean, I think that's going to be a a really great great character. And yeah, I think it'll be some good dynamic of like this crazy like our characters. I'm just you know mine's the more serious like crazy tragic backstory, and then you're just this likable entertainer guy. Right.
1: But you know, we are pretty much almost identical. I feel like. In stats and stuff, and then are we profession proficiencies and things like that? I haven't looked at you, so yeah. well, my no, I hadn't looked at yours either. But I'm saying my charisma and dexterity are my, oh, like, my yeah. highest traits, you yeah. know, they're the most important. My armor class is like 13, it's terrible, so yeah. but um, but I think it'll be fun. We'll get I'm, you, I'm excited to we'll play. We'll get you guy. like
0: a pot to put on your head, like in, yeah, <laughs> what's that in um Skyrim? <laughs> Oh wear my a, goodness, Wear a bucket yeah. on
1: your head. Wear a bucket on my head. But um, but yeah, I got some cool spells, got some cool cantrips So I'm excited. Oh I'm, excited yeah, I'm looking
0: it here. I so see you got Thunderwave.
1: Thunderwave,
0: yeah. That's, that's Everybody likes Thunderwave. Hugh likes Thunder Wave. You know who likes?
1: You know who likes Thunderwave? Hubert. <laughs> Hugh. Mutual buddy, you know who he likes to do Thunder Wave. You know when he likes to do Thunder Wave.
0: When I'm standing around in the middle of it,
1: when him. all his people are standing next to him, I think I've been in Thunderwave
0: more than anybody.
1: And that one guy, that one bad guy's in the way. He'll he'll throw some Thunder Wave out there. He almost. He, I remember him knocking out one of his uh one of your one of your Who did he knock out? Teammates. I don't know if it was Stuart or if Silver. it was like uh, Jamie. I can't remember. I don't know if it was before or after we picked up the two stragglers, but but, uh, I remember that. That that was so funny to me.
0: But in his defense, the Thunder Wave usually came about three failed produced flames. That's true. I mean, that's the only, I
1: think, he hit every time with Thunder Wave, though.
0: Yeah, he did. He hit me every time. Yeah.
1: And I kind of made it worse than what it, like, because he hit Thunder Wave and the guy was, like, right in front of a wall and it's supposed to push him back, I think, fifteen feet or something like that. And I was like, You just got thrown back with a force or that would throw you back fifteen feet, but you immediately hit a wall and take extra damage, you know? Uh, so Yeah. I mean it makes sense to me. But anyway. But yeah, that's my character. I th- I mean I think I think it'd be fun to play.
0: Cool, cool. Not
1: Ooh. much of a not much going on, just you know. Your basic rich boy that don't want to be rich, but tries to fit in with the crowd. You know. You know. That guy. That old, same old movie. Same old movie. Me same th- old me movie. Me too. Me
0: too. Same old movie. Yeah. Same old movie. Same old movie of behalf half-elf um, dragon cursed dragon spawn. <laughs> <laughs> the that's fiery it fiery claw hands you know that's it same yeah. old same movie i've same seen
1: movie. i've seen like 10 of those last week that's right that's right but um uh, but yeah i think so that's i think that that wraps it up for you know our my character our characters yeah and um
0: well i'm excited i'm phil sent me some you know phil's our our buddy that's going to be the actual dm for this and um yep. he sent us an email with some different campaigns um that he's thinking about doing and um i mean i, I just told him yeah, whatever I'm you know he wanted us to choose yeah. and i'm like no nah, man you just pick what you want to do so you um, pick
1: you choose right. so I'm, I'm, I'm excited adventure. about it
0: it might be it might be a couple weeks might be a while i'm not sure Gordon, you know we're going to have to get two or three you know people here together to um, to do this campaign or this little one-off so yeah it, it, you know schedules might make this take a few weeks out so um but anyway it should be soon enough um two or three weeks from now and i'm excited about it i'm i'm very excited about it either i actually get to play a game like <laughs> um, i actually become be right. a pc i'm excited let's i guess i want to talk a little bit more about okie um, so yeah
1: let's talk about Okicon. now where is Okicon located
0: It is at the library in um, White Cross, same town. In White Cross, Georgia? White Cross, Georgia. Near the Okefenokee? Okefenokee Swamp, that is correct. Mm. Okay. Where there's gators and... Snakes. Red bugs. Lots of mosquitoes. Mm. And frogs. We're going to have another tournament, like I said. We're going to be giving away lots of of games. Um, Yep. The big grand prize is the godfather game from c and we will definitely be giving away a couple at least one or two copies of pixel tactics courtesy of level 99 games but um yep we they they're supposed to be shipping us a bigger box of other games to give away so if that comes in time we might have a few other little things to do um, but i'm not sure it had not made it here yet so i'm um, to get an update mm-hmm. on that but don't worry we're gonna have plenty to plenty of stuff to give away anyway um, yeah
1: we got you all covered
0: got you covered yeah so come by check us out um even if you saw us shake, last weekend shake
1: our hands
0: come talk to us and play a game with us we'll have something i don't know if we're gonna do flip ships again flip ships was a big hit everybody liked it but i don't know if we want to mix it up a little bit and play something different um i'm, I'm worried about the space too because it takes up a lot Bringo. of space
1: Bring Rana Hero there. I think that'd be a fun, quick game for people to. Lauren mentioned that. Another dexterity game.
0: Yeah, she mentioned it, and the Super Battle. You haven't played the Super Battle, right?
1: No, I'm not super enough for the Super <laughs> Battle.
0: I might, I might bring them both, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll come up with something. We mentioned King Domino, and oh yeah, that's a good one. Even Sagrada or Azul, you know. Oh yeah, some of those are yeah. simpler. You know, easy to teach games.
1: I got Azul on the way in the mail for rachel's
0: that is not a mother's day's
1: gift nope
0: that is a great
1: yep. game great 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 game yeah played it got i got her that been, for mother's day no i haven't
0: you're gonna love it you're both gonna love it but i know it might be our new favorite like light game you know it and, yeah It and spice road century spice road and azul i mean that's just like that, that's right, that's yeah. the gateway game money right now for us
1: yeah that's what i, I agree not even gate. I'm ready games, to play as well,
0: but like, like light just strategy. Just game fun. Again. Just fun. It's just fun. Just fun. That's right.
1: Right. 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 Hopefully, we'll actually get. To, I hadn't played a game. oh in, in like two months. I feel like I've just been so busy. I'm ready to. I'm hoping I can get like Seven Wonders Duel. I'm hoping I can get Seventh Continent. I'm hoping I can get um just all these games I got that I've just been wanting to play to the table. Soon. You got.
0: You bought Seven Wonders Duel yeah i did it, it will not be hard to talk lauren into that she loves that game i mean i do too but back and get a game of yeah. it and at the con, right i just i, don't I mean hey that'd be great we, might, we
1: can do a quick game like that we might not be able it. to
0: play anything <laughs> at that's con, true. It's gonna be so crazy because it it was hard to play anything at retrocon and we definitely had some like downtime like it was like crazy 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 and then it was just like kind of 20, 30 minutes where just one or two people would walk up every now and then. and I'd sit down and play a game and then, you know, get up and, you know, kind of tend to someone, you know, that's walked up and then well, sit back down. But I'm expecting this to be like just wide open because it's so short and so many people, you know.
1: When you as a popular and celebrity status as you are, it'll be hard to <laughs> hard to have any downtime. Yeah,
0: yeah. I won't. I won't forget anybody. Uh, I'll. I <laughs> I'll remember. I remember the um, shoulders that I stepped on. Right to get up here yep. to the to oh, the giant yep. on top of the mountain. As long as you remember that. Like. Yeah, I remember the little guy. No,
1: no I'm, But uh, but no, I'm excited, and I, I'm hoping we can at least play a little game. Maybe we can set up and play a game before before it starts. Who knows?
0: Well, if nothing else, you'll get to play some pixel tactics. I'm sure if you're teaching that with me, so.
1: Well, I've never played it.
0: I'll uh, I'll teach you I, the first guy that comes up. Man, I, you'll know. I know, I hadn't had
1: time to like I hadn't even had time to play this game. I've been wanting to play it since y'all have been talking about it for like months. Well, I've, the just...
0: the tabletop simulator module is so good, there's no excuse we can we can knock it out. Right. One night. I mean it's 20, 20, 30 minutes, you
1: know? I mean, I I can't, I can't not. But yeah, no, we got to sometime this week for sure.
0: Yeah, that's what I said this week, sometime between now and the con. We don't have an excuse.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, man. I think this was a good show. And I think I'm really excited about um, playing this campaign or playing, you know, doing the, playing my character
0: Me too. I'm getting excited. I'm super
1: excited. I mean, I think, I mean, I only played like one character one time, man. I'm excited. I'm so happy. I'm excited for you.
0: All right. Well, let's wrap it up. So you can find us on Facebook and Twitter.
1: Facebook, Twitter.
0: That's at who shuffled. Go to who shuffled.com has links to everything on there. Listen to the show. (laughs) Listen to all episodes on iTunes, Google play stitcher or anywhere that podcasts can be found. Podcast um, Republic. public. And That's we actually we actually have a Who Shuffled Discord now. So you can yep. you can get a link to that on the website or just ask on the Facebook and we can give you a link to it. So, That's right. And we're gonna be hopefully I don't even think I haven't even mentioned this to you, right? I forgot. But we hopefully will be hosting some tournaments, some pixel tactics tournaments to begin with, maybe some other things on tabletop simulator, because that is completely the same as doing it in person. And we can, yeah, do, that'd be fun. we can do some of that that's officially sanctioned and you get the points for the organized play and all that kind of stuff. We'll be doing that all on the Discord. So if you're, yeah. if you're interested in that, um, we'll get you hooked up with there. And yeah, actually, you can fun. you can send emails to Tom at Whoshuffled.com. That's right. We can get them there if you've got any questions uh-huh. or you want links to any of this stuff. And we'll get you an He's email got answers. soon enough. Ryan. You want an email? You, huh? You don't want an email, do you?
1: No, I mean, but you'd have to check you, it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know how hard it is for me to like check email already.
0: Send like, all the comments to Ryan. Uh, who showed, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just, just getting exist. into Google
1: Docs was difficult. Yeah. Getting into, like, I still have to go to that message you sent me months ago and click on that link because I, I don't know how else to do it.
0: It's really sad, but it's also kind of like, it's like you're this little puppy, and so it's kind of endearing, you know, like I'm taking care of you. It's like, here, buddy, you know, here, take this little little link here. I'll give you a link to everything. I got a
1: computer to play games on. That's it. That's all I do. I don't know how to do anything (laughs) else.
0: All right. Well, that was a great show. had a good time. Let's um, let's wrap it up. So, we'll see you next time. See y'all at OkieCon. OkieCon, that's right. Thanks for listening. End up. What?
1: Go ahead, No, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to just say um, I'm excited to play this character. Okay. I was going to repeat myself. What's his
0: name? Lincoln. Lincoln.
1: I don't think I don't even think I said the name. His name's Lincoln. Lincoln.
0: I saw it. I didn't know if you said it. Yeah, yet. but I
1: don't think I said it. I don't think I said it on here. Is it Lincoln, Lincoln. Or,
0: or like Zeldin?
1: No, no, no. Lincoln. Yeah, not Zeldin. That's okay. ridiculous. That Lincoln.
0: I thought thought that's where you were headed with it when I saw Lincoln. I was like, it's going to be like No, no, no,
1: no. no, no. All
0: right, for real. This is third time's a charm. Ready?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Tanner.
1: And I'm Ron Hutchison. And keep those dice
0: rolling. He brought it back.
1: I did. I had to bring it back. It's been, what, since episode one?
0: Yeah, I think so. You're not going to do the cards of Shuffling? I
1: don't know. We've been talking about D&D and RPGs. I figured the dice one was the way to go.
0: I can still get you to do it, right?
1: Keep those cards
0: a-shuffling. <laughs> shuffle, 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 shuffle. Oh, this has to end. Goodbye. All uh, right. Yeah, bye.
1: Thanks for listening to Who Shuffled. Find us on Twitter and Facebook at Who Shuffled. Stats, 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 stats. Stats, 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 stats.